Hello and welcome to another Grass Half Empty Football Podcast. Uh, again, Ed is with me, a sad Ed, I'm hoping, <laughs> and and then also got Kai as well. So two Englishmen with me, um, they've managed to wipe the tears to join us for the call. So thanks for joining us, Kai, uh, for your debut, mate. That's all right. Cheers. <laughs> and so yeah, boys, we're just going to discuss the Euros. They're over. International tournaments in general are over. Um, just discuss in general what's happened. And then we'll do a bit of fun drafting style later on. Um, Kai, as the newbie, I'm going to chuck you into the deep end straight away. So just your thoughts in general, mate. Obviously, from an English point of view, the tournament yeah. as a whole, and obviously the final that ended up didn't going your way, but it's still, still a pretty good run from the English boys. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype going into the tournament. A lot, really. Um, but it delivered. I actually really enjoyed the Euros. Overall, it was actually a really good tournament. And obviously, from an English standpoint, it was really good. Um, disappointing in the final. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> it was hard, but we, I felt we deserved to be there, to be honest. And we played, I think, a lot better than a lot of people thought we would play. Especially from 2018, when uh, we kind of choked in the semi-final. I think people were expecting the same. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like the. I mean, Ed, you'll probably agree. Like the 2018 to this run is. It's kind of quite similar, I would say. Like England should have been in the final of the World Cup. I know the Croatia team got to the final. And everyone's going. They're a good side and stuff. They weren't that good. I think England were a better team in 2018, and they just kind of. I think experience came through for the Croats at the end in that game. Because yeah. um, I mean, either way, both are going to get hammered by France. But it like I expected the English to beat Croatia, um, and this one. Yeah, people have said, like, I've got a lot of fat. My mates are, like, proper Scottish, like, hating on England. Oh, easy run, this, that. And I was honestly, I was like, lads, if at the end of the day, what they've got... That's you. No, but I, I, when it came to the final, I was like, at the end of the day, lads, if England have managed to go the whole tournament unbeaten and beaten the best team in the tournament in the final, you've got to say fair enough. Uh, like, you can't say anything about the run and stuff. Um, luckily, they didn't, which is beautiful, but... It got pretty close. Um, Eddie, your take on just the final in general. Do you think, I mean, obviously, I've, you've, obviously there's going to be a lot of inquests and stuff and people, oh, Southgate got it wrong. It didn't make any subs, didn't do this, didn't do that. What did you make of it? Um, we'll get to the red cards later because you were you were loving the little red card hype at the end after <laughs> I spoke to you after the game. What do you think? I thought, yeah. I don't think Southgate got it wrong necessarily. I think a big problem that we had in the game, and probably the problem we're going to have going forward, is the middle of the park got dominated by a better midfield from Italy, and they just moved the ball, and we couldn't really get, you know, I don't think it was a personnel issue, I think it was, we just couldn't, we, we camped, we camped too deep, we couldn't get hold of the ball, um, and if you let Italy dominate like that on the ball, then you're going to struggle. Um, I didn't think the midfield really, I, didn't, I wasn't, I mean, they were impressive for the tournament, don't get me wrong, um, particularly Phillips. Um, but they didn't really impress me too much in the final. I thought they were just outclassed. And I don't know if a change in personnel there from Southgate could he have put Henderson in, but Henderson can't. Henderson was woeful when he came, he came on. In and didn't do yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't say necessarily that he really got it wrong. Maybe the early goal, as great as his scoring an early goal, it almost pulled us back and we, 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 we thought, oh, we might be in here. Let's see if we can shut up shop. And and to be honest with you, Italy didn't really create a huge amount. No, they didn't. They no. position. And it almost worked. It was a bit of a dodgy yeah. goal from the corner and the kind of thing you concede on FIFA and you're furious. Uh, yeah. You know, so it, it could have gone the other way, but... It was one of those where, I think you said it, I think I'll chance you in the game, you're like, is the only one that looked like doing anything. Apart from yeah. that, like... I mean, obviously, it's quite hard when there's, like, a bank of five and a bank of, well, Kane was playing CDM pretty much. There's, like, a yeah. bank of four um, to do anything with it. Um, but actually, didn't, I, couldn't, I can't really think of many clear-cut chances. A lot of, like, pot shots from outside the box. Pickford made a couple of decent saves. Um, but they didn't really have much. But then I, my only thing with this whole thing, and I've said, I said at the start of this thing, and I was like, I know they got to the final, it's going to sound really bad now, but... I genuinely think that the attacking talent England have, they could just go at teams and they could, they genuinely could just be like the dominant team. And in this game, you look at Benucci and Chiellini, everyone's going, yeah, like masters and all that. 
I think if England had gone at them a bit more, I mean, you saw what he was basically choke slam Saka when he got around the <laughs> like. England yeah, have the pass. pace. They've got the attacking talents. They've got like I generally like for me personally, and it sounds so weird to think because he's taken England to a semi-final and a final. I think this is as far as Southgate can take England. Like I think there's another step this team can go, and I think that like I think they can dominate for all football. The attacking talent. If you look at the if you look at the bench, like a lot of those players would start for a lot of the nations, like most nations. But the problem the problem is with the depth and the and the attacking talent is we haven't got any midfield. So Ash. it's all well and good having Foden, Sancho, Saka. You know, yeah, that's lovely. But at the end of the day, our, our, we were outplayed in the middle of the park, and I mean, we haven't got anybody yes. in there, and we haven't got anybody really coming through who's going to be a midfielder. I mean, Man City played one CDM and two cams mid for ages. They were pretty successful, so. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to compare Southgate to. There's more to it for Southgate. Yeah, he's not the most tactically astute manager, but he's managed to bring the players on board. Everybody's got that's on so board. True. He's managed yeah. to bring the fans in. And I think that's his strongest his yeah. strongest attribute. But yeah, I mean, could he have done something different? I don't know. Did the players kind of they, they just kind of and they, I think the worst thing that happened was England scored early. I think that yeah. was the worst thing that happened. Yeah. I think Final young team, they were like, right, let's just hold on to this. And I think if it's nil nil, 60th, 70th minute, I think it's a different game. Like England were just, I think after 30th minute, Italy just dominated the game yeah. as a, a possession wise, up until maybe the last half of this of extra time, where England came back into it a bit and yeah. caused a few threats and stuff. And obviously, when it goes to penalties, it's just the luck of the draw. I just don't have a luck of the draw when you're English, to be honest. When it goes to penalties, you must have been like, yeah, we've, we've, we've lost this. Um, just quickly on Italy, uh, Kai, what did you what did you make of the team? I mean, we go all the way back to the start of the tournament and they kind of, everyone, a lot of us, I'm assuming, don't really watch Serie A, so a lot of the players are unknown to us. Um, we've heard about the run they've been on, whatever, like 26 games unbeaten coming into it. Uh, Roberto Mancini, obviously everyone knows from like Man City. Um, and then they just blow Turkey away and you go, whoa, this team is, this team is serious. I mean, everyone blew Turkey away <laughs> in the end, but yeah. they were pretty convincing most of the tournament, yeah. I'd say apart from maybe the Belgium game, where they were hanging on a bit. Yeah. I'd say that it was that first game against Turkey that really sold it to me, I think. I was a bit... Italy going to be one of these where they don't have great individuals, but they'll kind of work well in the team. And I mean, that's kind of... Yeah. Actually. But um, they worked really well, a lot better. And obviously, the best part of that team is their midfield and how they control every game, control the possession like every game. And there are weaknesses, I think, in that Italy team. You know, aging centre backs, bit you know, a bit slow maybe. But overall, I did think Italy were really good the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah. I think what yeah. the, the the Belgium game, I think, is what I thought England should have tried to do. Where they like the times where Belgium, I mean, Insigne scored a world, they made a two 0 kind of took the game away a bit. But before that, I mean, every time they attacked with Lukaku at pace. Kevin De Bruyne, Carrasco, they, like, yeah. they looked so dangerous. And Bonucci and Chiellini knew they couldn't go at them because the Kaku was quick enough to get in behind. And I genuinely thought that's the kind of thing England would do as well. And then when they went 1-0 up, I thought this is perfect for them. Like They're just going to sit back and use Sterling's pace. You know, I think it was a bit... Mount in there is a bit annoying because he's not quick and he's not really looking to get in behind. So Sterling was the only threat. But they just yeah it was like um it's like when a league two team plays like one of the big boys and they go one nil up yeah. and they're just <laughs> yeah. like just you know you get the ball and just hoof it to the other just end like, and then another wave comes yeah um, that was what it was like. um in the in the general so we move on is it finals great i mean italy won i think as a team probably the best team won in the tournament um the tournament in general um yeah. i think so i mean performances i mean they beat belgium spain and then probably england to win it yeah. Probably in performances. Whereas you guys beat Ukraine, Denmark to get there. Like, come on, levels. France, France were the best team. They just they just didn't perform in that game. Well, they lost a penalty Italy, Italy were, were lucky to beat to beat Austria as well. You know, let's not forget they were they, they went to they went to it was extra, extra time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Goal. I mean, it was a millimeter that was it Arnautovic who scored. They were incredibly oh, yeah. lucky to beat. Spain. Spain were the better team in that. Spain were the better team, I thought. By far. But they beat them, it doesn't matter how you get results. 
Italian yeah. way. It won two penalty shootouts um, yeah. and the AR decision. And, and like you said, a lot of that I Belgian I can taste game, the salt. I can taste it. <laughs> like, a lot of that Belgian <laughs> game, Belgium on top. So in all of the knockout games, they, they were pretty lucky, I think, to, mm. to win. But sometimes you get that little bit of luck. You get a bit of momentum. I mean, England yeah. had that as well, to a degree. Oh, so. that this is Raheem Sterling swan dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, against Denmark. They were the better team that whole game. For, for, for a bit of context, Kai, I, I, actually, I'll, I'll say it to the podcast in general. So <laughs> if anyone listened to the other episode, um, I got ridiculed for saying that Denmark were going to be decent when they, <laughs> and I quote from Ed, you're supporting a team that's got zero points from two games. They're going to be out of the tournament in two days' time. And they managed to go all the way to the semi-finals then. How do you feel? Can I have a formal apology now? Or? No. I think, I'm not sure, I need to listen back, but I think I was saying England-Italy in the final. And you did say that, yeah. I did last year, yeah. <laughs> one apiece, hold on to that. Yeah, um, just in general, boys, so the team that's impressed you uh, in the tournament, so obviously try and make it not like the big boys if you can, but... Um, Kai, for you, a team that you can think of that you've gone, wow, that I, I didn't see that coming, they looked really good, the way they played, or how far they got? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I would probably say Denmark. Yeah. And the reason for that is, obviously, first game. Yeah, yeah, Awful. Yeah. Ericsson. Obviously, tragic what happened. And for them to bounce back after what happened and to then have the tournament they had, I thought was actually really impressive. Especially... Uh, was it the Wales game? I think it was before. Oh, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Dominated that, that, that performance yeah. was like one of the best in the tournament. I thought it was complete domination. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, overall, yeah. the most impressive was Denmark. Yeah, Eddie, for you? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think yeah. there was any. I was, I was sh- shocked at how well they played, particularly the Wales mm-hmm. game. I had Wales down as a bit of a. You know, we all did, right? We had them like yeah. tenth in our power yeah. rankings or something. Yeah, and they just they, they and didn't, they just really. capitulated. <laughs> Um, I think I think Switzerland were quite a nice wee, nice wee yeah. team as well. well for me, really for well. me, for me, it was a check. I think that everyone kind of yeah, yeah. at the start of the tournament, like, oh yeah, so it'll be like England to go top, Croatia second, and Scotland maybe third, and Czechs like they already written them off. And I mean, they beat Scotland, and then they they gave the Croats a good game, gave England a pretty good game. I think England, England didn't really come out of second gear in that game. They scored a goal and just kind of you know passed it about. But beat Holland, got a bit lucky with a red card, but beat Holland. And then like for a team like that, I think they've done really well to get where they have because yeah. no one really gave them a chance. Um, so for me, they were probably, yeah. After. An honourable mention would be Hungary because they were yeah. like, so unlucky <laughs> not to go through. Yeah. So yeah. unlucky. They were minutes away and, and, and it was oh, the games. Yeah. They, gave it, they gave it a decent go. I mean, they drew with France and they should have beaten Germany. And they should have drawn with Portugal. Portugal beat them 3-0 in the last, like, five minutes. um, Let's go on quickly to the most disappointing teams then. So, channel away from that. So, what teams disappointed? I mean, there's obvious ones. Right, this is Turkey. We've just been absolute dogs. (laughs) But um, any other ones for you boys? Uh, Kyle, go to you first again. Any team that you go on, like, I expected more from them? Well, the obvious is France. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, they weren't even convincing in their group games. They like, they really were poor. Like the whole tournament, those four games they played, they not once did I really think France look. They're gonna win it again. They're gonna go on the rampage. I, yeah. I really didn't think that at all. Over like, it was throughout their entire team actually. Like going yeah. forward, I think was the worst. They didn't create anywhere near as much as they used to, and they just didn't really look like a threat at all. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing with France, you're going to talk about about the the one big difference from the team that won the World Cup to this team is literally the non-inclusion of Matuidi because he's a bit older now. And they played Rabiot and they tried to fit Benzema in as well. So they're they're playing with two up front with like a guy in behind, which before they were playing basically like a 4-2-3-1 with Giroud being the focal point and that worked really well. Um, With Benzema, sorry, with like Griezmann and Mbappe and all these guys playing off of him. Do you think it was just that? Like, I think they... They basically thought it doesn't matter how we play, we've got such talent that we'll win the games, like no matter what. It seems to be quite a, a big disconnect between the players as well. All these stories with Griezmann and Mbappe, uh, Benzema, all this stuff with Giroud at the start and everything. It just seems to be all these wee whispers and stories about scandals. Yeah. 
seems to be quite a lot of personalities, big, you know, big <laughs> yeah. players. And, uh, yeah, it's almost a recipe for disaster. I'd be interested to see if they can turn that around. But Well, Deschamps done, isn't he? So that's, that's a is good it? start. Actually, I, th- I thought he was done, was he not? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think I so. I feel like he was, I thought, I may have just made that up. But I, I had a feeling that he was maybe stepping down. Uh, but anyway, um, for you, Ed, any, any other team? I think Scotland, Scotland were a big disappointment. Yeah, I was going to say the same. <laughs> I genuinely, yeah. Could, they, they couldn't get anything from the two games at home, um, which was disappointing. Um, obviously, a good performance against England. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they, they looking back, probably, they're going to think we really should have got out of that group. Uh, yeah, are they ever going to get a better chance? Probably never going to make the tournament again. <laughs> Two games at home against, yeah, you know. We'll go back to supporting everyone England plays. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, the Scotland, the, the Czech game, I feel like if the Czech game and the Croatia game were swapped around, like in the calendar, I think it would be a different result. Um, because Czech game was the first game of the tournament for ages, Scotland team were... I don't know, a bit hesitant, just didn't really take our chances. I mean, they scored two really good goals. Um, one was just a stupid keeper mistake, but the England game gave so much, like, like it just got the whole team together. And I felt the Croatia game, Scotland were the better team for most of it, but, I mean, Modric scored an absolute worldie to make a 2-1, and then like, it's game over from then on. Like, felt, yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like if they'd played the Czechs maybe last, could have had a chance of getting a win there. Um, but I agree. I, I think I expected them to get third. I expect them to get third, not finish with one point. Yeah. I'm glad they scored. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, I, I, honestly, if they go the whole tournament without scoring, <laughs> it took it took a CDM to score because our strikers <laughs> are dog shit. Um, but no, I agree. Uh, for me, actually, this I don't know, it's controversial, but I think Portugal for one of the most disappointing teams for me because you look at their team on paper and it is stacked. Like it, it was not as good as France, but it was up there yeah. as one of the best teams. Like, you look at the defence, you know, you've got, like, Ruben Diaz, Premier League Defender of the Year, I think. And then they had, um, in the midfield, obviously, you've got Bruno Fernandes, who's carried United. And you've got Ronaldo. You've got Jota, who's been really good for Liverpool. Um, you've got all these guys, and you're thinking, Bernardo Silva again for City. Like, so many big names in that team. And considering the team that won the 2016 Euros, you're thinking, right, here we go. They've got a serious chance here. But apart from, apart from maybe... The last five minutes against Hungary, I don't think they put in a performance where they've gone, yeah, Portugal looked class here. Like, they got demolished by Germany. And Germany, they were fine, but but they're not a good German team. Um, the France game, I think France knew they just needed a draw. So, like, they were both kind of just happy with the draw kind of thing. Um, and then they didn't really play that well against Belgium um, in the last 16s. So, like... For me, they were really disappointing because I genuinely thought the squad they've got, they really should have got later stages. Um, and, I mean, that's the difference in there between Ronaldo and Messi. Messi wins, wins the Copa and Ronaldo kind of just bottles it. <laughs> Ronaldo's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, those penalties were class, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, you got, you got the net. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's time to pray. That's it. So, Anything else to add in the Euros in general, boys? Anything, highlights, takeaways? Um, I will just add to the Portugal point. Yeah. Um, I think Portugal were the exact opposite with England in the sense of Portugal have this stacked team. England have a stacked attack, if you like. But yeah. Portugal are almost like, we're just going to throw everyone on the pitch and hope it works. Whereas I feel like with England, Gareth actually kind of thought, OK, we're actually going to try and make a system here. Yeah, yeah some players are going to miss out. Sancho it will miss out. Grealish will miss out. And I mean, it worked, and it obviously didn't work for Portugal. I think that was yeah. a big difference. Yeah, yeah Portugal and France are quite similar. Like they just kind of chucked all their stars on yeah. and just, yeah. just kind of, kind of what you, what Argentina used to do. Yeah, but yeah. they just chuck them all on. Just go, oh, we've got Di Maria, Messi, Aguero, <laughs> Higuain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something will work. Um, yeah. Right, so we're gonna move in just to like team of the tournament. So we'll do draft style. So I pick one position, move on to Kai, then to Ed. Um, so and just yeah. And we'll have a bit of discussion, honourable mentions and stuff. But I think this should be quite, like, quite easy. Kind of picks itself the team. Um, so I'll just start with goalkeeper. Then Kai, you'll get right back, Ed, centre-back, then centre-back back to me. Kai, you get left back, and then we go on to like that. Yeah, so yeah. goalkeeper, I mean, honourable mention, Jordan Pickford. I thought he was phenomenal throughout the tournament. 
absolutely despise him. He's an absolute prick. Like, I hate him. But he was <laughs> so good in that whole tournament. He made yeah. some key saves for England. Um, the one that comes to mind is obviously the one against Scotland. I think there's a few really good chances where Pickford kind of... I mean, Pickford's reason it was a draw. I think Scotland probably should have won that game. Um, but in the tournament in general, I can't really think of anything he did. I mean, he had that the Ukraine game where it was 4-0. He did like karate kick where he just missed, like just sliced the ball. Oh, but that's about the only thing I could think of that he did, like just remotely wrong. And the game was over anyway. Yeah. Um, so Pickford, I'm mention, but obviously it has to be Donnarumma. I mean, he's won yeah. the team. Uh, he's won two penalty shootouts to win the, win the Euros for the team. He's made some phenomenal saves throughout the tournament. Um, but yeah, any other honorable mentions? I mean, Casper Schmeichel was also insane. Yeah, or Denmark. Schmeichel down the second yeah. for me. Um, I thought he was. Yeah, his command of the box is uh, is superb. But yeah, don't even by by far, I would say. Yeah. Um, well, I think Kai, up to you, mate. Right back. Any any right backs are you liking? I'm I'm just gonna go simple. Carl Walker. Yeah, yeah. he was quality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, going forward, he didn't. You know, he didn't offer much going forward. He wasn't brilliant with his passing either but defensively he was so solid the whole tournament I don't think anyone even got past him to be honest yeah, yeah. ball recoverage was insane as well I remember in yeah. the Denmark game I think he saved England twice from a one-on-one with Pickford I think there was one yeah, Denmark a really good piece of play and I think uh, Maguire got pushed all the way out and it's a massive hole yeah. And I think it was Dab's guard running down the middle, and it's Kyle Walker just pacing up. Like his pace helped him so much, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he was he was absolutely quality. Um, yeah. uh, for me, I, I had a bit honourable mention again, sticking with my Danish boys here. But Joachim Myler, he was incredible. Um, yeah. I think he played left wing back, right wing, but he played everywhere. But everywhere, he was he was so good going forward. Absolutely fantasy football goldmine as well. Um, but I think that's my honourable mention right back. Eddie, any any others you had? No, uh, Walker, Walker. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was head and shoulders. Yeah, his recovery speed was unbelievable. Yeah, centre back, mate. What have you got? Right, I'll go Benucci. As much as it pains me, he <laughs> to do it. But he was, I mean, Kialuni as well. Both of them were pretty, pretty unbelievable. I don't think. Uh, I think I saw neither of them were dribble pass for the entire tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kialuni certainly was dribble pass. Unless <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, down the sideline, but. Uh, I think Bonucci just a just a wee bit above Chiellini. I thought he was unbelievable at the back. To be honest, really. His his class. passing is unreal. Yeah, yeah. His distribution, yeah, yeah that's really, like, really ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll do another centre back and then we'll do honourable mention. So I'm gonna actually go for yeah, go, go for one of the English boys. So I think Maguire was actually even though he didn't play. Um, all the games like Stones did. I think Maguire is probably just slightly better. I thought he just more command than Stones. Um, personally, just the way he drives up the pitch as well, he creates, like, he has good passing and stuff. Um, so for me, Harry Maguire, just over Stones, but yeah, I mean. I think, uh, I would have said that before the final, but I thought he lost his head a little bit in the final. His, his passing was, I've seen that League 2 Portsmouth. He <laughs> just, he wasn't comfortable on the ball as well. He was just knocking it long and lashing it off the pitch and 50 mm. pence piece heading it left, right, and centre. <laughs> I thought he was a little bit uncomfortable in the final. Um, so, personally. Before that, yeah. yeah maybe. Um, what's your honourable mention, centre back? So, you boys have something different? Uh, I've got uh, Denmark's captain, Simon Kier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a very good tournament. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good, yeah. actually. He was probably Denmark's best player, to be honest. Yeah. I with a Michael. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, anything? Yeah, no, I had Chiellini is right, and Kier is my, my backup too, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Fair enough. Um, Kai, left back. This is I a complicated you, one. Yeah, because there's an obvious one, and then there's uh, the English one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have Luke Shaw written down, and okay. my logic for that is, well, Spinozola is obviously the uh, other yeah. one. He would, In my opinion, he would have won player of the tournament had he not got injured. Yeah, but my logic is he got injured, missed <laughs> part of the quarterfinal, missed all the semi-final and final. Whereas Luke Shaw was playing, and he was playing brilliantly the whole tournament. He had three assists, I think, most of any of the English players, and obviously got the goal in the final. So that's what like sways it towards Luke Shaw for me. But yeah, Spinazzola is obviously an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Spinazzola was ridiculous. Like that left back, left wing, like he basically yeah. was think of free room left back, and it was like. Doing pretty well at it, um, but I have to say Luke Shaw has been 
ridiculous. Mm. I, Jose must be crying watching this. <laughs> Dominate for England. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, I mean, he was the most creative player for England. <laughs> like, it was yeah. kind of good and bad in a way, if that's a creative player's left back. But yeah. I think his, I think what impressed me the most about Luke Shaw wasn't his delivery, wasn't anything else, was the timing of his runs were incredible. Like, just when he overlapped, uh, I think, for the goal against Germany, um, was it against Germany, where he did the ball across the box for Sterling. Um, and he did another, he just did a lot of runs down the side. Him and Sterling had a good connection on that side. Um, yeah. yeah, couldn't disagree with you, but Spindle is also incredible. So, yeah. um, any, any uh, Andy Robertson shout there, Ed, or not? No? Yeah. Mm, surprising he didn't make it <laughs> my KT? No? Okay, fair enough. Right, let's move on. Um you're up uh, so we're gonna go for three midfielders. It could be wingers or whatever centre mids at. Um so right. you got the first. Pogba, Pogba, centre midfield. Ooh, Polly P, nice. I, I thought about any of the French players, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. His distribution, his passing was stuff you just don't see. That was true, true class. You just don't see him do that for United. Um, <laughs> he was, yeah, some he, that that goal he scored. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Switzerland, the, obviously. They the game, the one that he thought was a winner. But. Yeah, he put that in the, in the bin, and that was uh, that was world class. I, I thought if France would have done gone gone a bit further, then he probably would have been in for the for the player of the tournament. But obviously, they they fell short. So. France in general were pretty disappointing, like we mentioned earlier. But but Pogba, Pogba makes a team. Yeah, nice. Um, that's me now for centre mid. We're we're absolutely loving the Danes here, but I'm gonna go with Hoiberg. I thought he was <laughs> phenomenal. I thought he was so good. Um, he created so many chances. Um, but it's, it was just like he did the dirty stuff really well as well. Like he does that for Spurs. Um, one of the few players that was decent for Spurs last year. Um, and he kind of carried it in Denmark. I think the Danish team in general just like played a lot of, what you call it, heart. Played a lot of heart. But he was just, yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think people forget his passing ability, his creativity was really good for, for Denmark. And um, I think he makes it for me. Um, and that's in the midfield role. So, Kai, you go for one more and then we'll go for an honourable mentions. Yeah, uh, this is actually one of my player of the tournaments. And that is... Uh, the Chelsea midfielder, Jorginho. Oh, um, yeah, nice. I, I thought he was, yeah. like, one of the main reasons why Italy's midfield was so dominant. Because yeah. he played, like, in the centre, sat on the halfway line like, every game, and he just dictated the play. And I think without him, Italy would have struggled slightly. I think they still would have dominated in the field, but I think he did have quite a big impact on getting the ball forward, covering, and overall yeah. just had a very good tournament. Got to say, though, how's, how's Jorginho gone from January where everyone hating him to being like <laughs> Chelsea, like loving him, he's, he's world-class, and then Italy saying he's world-class. Uh, so, I, I saw some claims for Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> he was good, but he, I'm not sure about that. Like, I think you're right, though. I think, you, in, I think if you boil the final down to one one key player, I think Jorginho was the reason that they, yeah. they were so dominant. Yeah. Um, just having that quality, that class in the middle of the park, um, distribution passing yeah. is just yeah, unbelievable. I agree. I had him on mind as well. I'll go for an honourable mention here. This might be a bit real, but I, I absolutely loved watching him, and I thought he went under the radar um, a bit. Was Calvin Phillips? I thought he was class. I thought he was absolutely class in the tournament. Like he just did all the shit stuff really well. Um, in Germany, he was the only one who looked like he wanted to make a tackle, but he was just letting them know. Like there were some crunching tackles. Uh, he's Got an assist in the first game against the Czech. Uh, Croatia, sorry, is a lovely ball through for Sterling. Yeah. I just thought he was really good. I thought he just did everything you could ask from in a midfielder. Um, like all the stuff that goes unnoticed. I thought he did really well. Maybe you can question a bit. Maybe his creativity is not as good or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's got the aggression. He's kind of old-fashioned centre mid, and I like that. Yeah, that's it's good. And But I, I think his limitations were on show in the final, for me personally. Mm. Uh, I think his passing was poor. His ball retention was poor. Yeah, no. Yeah, but that was that was the case for most of the England team, though. Oh, it wasn't. It was, but, yeah. But when you're the centre midfielder, you know, yeah. you, need to, you know, if you're going to be a top quality player, you need to be able to retain the ball, uh, hold off challenges. You know, yeah. don't get me wrong, he was great. He ran ran all over the park, and you know, he, he wasn't afraid to put a challenge in. But you know, there's plenty of League Two players that'll do that. <laughs> you're playing in a in a Euros, is yeah. to be able to move the ball around, and I think his creativity. 
I think at the end of the day he was a, he was a he was a lesser player playing really well as opposed to oh, I see you mean, a yeah. really good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think he is that player, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. What? What? So, did you have any others on your list? Any other honourable mentions? No, all three of those centre midfielders yeah. that we had uh, were mine. Um, uh, I didn't I didn't put any honourables in. Try anything I think I saw yeah. your list online actually, so I think you had one more. Uh, I've got Pedri. Uh, yes, Pedri. How did we miss Pedri? I had, I had him as. I kind of had him in the forward section. Person, I had him out wide. I was playing like I was selecting mine as like a four-two. Pedri, actually, that's ridiculous from us. Actually, has Pedri on it? He was in my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I had, thought he was Spencer's yeah. player. Really. Yeah, yeah, by far, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so Pedri. Wow, we're gonna sound so retarded now. Not putting Pedri in. He was he was awesome. Um, let's go to the forwards then. So three forwards, or depending on what formation you're playing, Ed. Ed had him at Cam. Um, so three forwards. Um, I'm gonna start. I mean, the obvious one, Federico Chiesa. Um, I mean, he didn't really start the tournament for Italy. Um, I think he was on the bench for the first game and maybe the second game, and then he came into the side. Um, for Berardi on that side, and he was quality. Like he, he was the only one, as I think I said in the in the final chat earlier, that he was the only one that was he was the only one that was causing England problems. Um, they didn't know to tackle him, press him, stand off him because he can shoot from distance. Um, and he just, yeah, he's he's quick. He's got skills. He loves a shot. Like oh my god, he loves a shot. Um, and yeah, he was just causing havoc all tournament. I think he scored the winner. He's basically scored two really important goals to get get Italy into the final. Yeah. Um, and their whole attacking threat. I mean, we'll go on to the flops or under underperforming players later on. But I mean, Immobile was non-existent the whole tournament. Um, and he kind of had to take that man because there's no one else really. Insignia was creating some stuff, and he kind of dipped in and out of games. But Chiesa was like the one person that was going on with like every game giving 100% and when he went off there was a noticeable drop off in Italy's performance against England um, that was the time where England came back into it and started dominating the game a wee bit um, but yeah any any thoughts on that or shall we move on to the next one yeah I agree mm. <laughs> yeah what about you Kai then yeah. give me other forwards um, okay I'll go over to the left and I'll say Raheem Sterling yeah nice I think if England had won the tournament he would have been the player of the tournament I think he should have been anyway. I thought he was class. Maybe, he yeah. Was class. He was class. Yeah. I, I've definitely been one to criticise him before the tournament. I, I yeah. was saying, you know, I didn't want him to touch the pitch at all. Um, he started every game and he was brilliant near enough mm-hmm. every single game, to be honest. And um, in particular, I think the final, he was at least confident and driving at defenders. Yeah. He did it every game. I think that was a big thing. Confidence going forward taking men on we didn't really see it from Foden for example but Sterling was yeah he was always willing to create something or do something yeah to- totally agree it's all yeah just every game seemed to grow in confidence and, and be able to take on his attacking movement was unbelievable his little yeah. runs in and around finding little pockets being able to run in between defenders um, which I, when Sancho and you know even Grealish to a degree and, and Foden they just didn't show that same level um, of attacking threat that uh, Sterling did. And, and his goals, I mean, he was in the right place at the right time consistently. He probably could have had a few more with some better service. So, uh, yeah. yeah, for me, he probably was. Him and Chiesa as, as the, the kind of two standards. I mean, he, he carried England, I'd say. Um, going forward, he carried England um, through a lot of tough games. Um, just the way he drove at people... Um, it's always the one where like, he does it quite a lot when he's you know he's on he's on the left hand side and he just like stands up a defender and you just don't know if he's going in or right and he causes so much trouble especially Luke Shaw going down that left hand side overlapping. Um, I thought I I, I was surprised because Raheem Sterling was not on it for City this year like he just wasn't the same but for England he was a different man and him and Kane through the knockouts kind of carried England's attack up and Saka kind of came in and out as well did well um, but yeah. No brainer, Eddie Striker. This is an important one because there's an obvious one, and I feel like you're not going to pick him. Uh, I've got, actually got three options here that I had down, but you mentioned him earlier. Um, the big man from Czech, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come on. Him. I was worried you were going to do it, but I also had 
I also had Lukaku down. He was showing some yeah, pretty good, pretty strong healthy. signs. And then just just for you, I had Dan Ronaldo. But I think he was. Oh. I think he was quality. He'll be he'll be gone somewhere. He'll be snapped up. Somebody will do the the cursed. You know, somebody yeah, yeah. plays a good tournament and then they spend yeah. fifty million and then he he's playing for West Bromwich Albion on loan and then he's. <laughs> the next thing you see is like what happened to this guy and then you he sounds like the perfect Spurs signing an absolutely oh, yeah. perfect <laughs> oh, yeah. Spurs signing um no Patrick Schick as well I, I was hoping you'd yeah. go for him um I thought he's been he's been ridiculous I mean both goals against Scotland people forget about the first one the header was sublime like he had three people hanging off of him and he put in the corner um then obviously scores from the halfway line just for the sake of it, I, mean, I think he scored pretty much in every round, if I'm correct, and lost out in a golden boot by an assist um, and Ronaldo's three penalties. Um, but yeah, any, any honourable mentions apart from that for attackers, like wingers or stuff, do you guys have? Um, I mean, Insigne was all right. For it, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't as good as Sterling, but you know, he had a, he had a decent tournament. Um, and, and, and yeah. Yeah. That's why I really I can't really think of many others that were no, asked that as, as those guys. Um none of your Swedes Ed. None of the, none of the Swedes made the sadly no I don't Oh what happened to actually striker Isak, he was at the start of the tournament. I mean he, he went was, missing though. He, he went missing. He did he did go missing a bit, but the first few games, I mean he was tearing tearing defences apart on his own. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean pretty standard team I think Pedri's the only one I think we probably should add in there in the midfield instead of Hoiberg now thinking back but um, I think pretty good team um, and as it kind of just sets it's pretty obvious who the best players were I think this is the more fun that this is going to cause some cause some debates and I'm all for it because I'm going to rile some Englishmen up (laughs) Um, we're going to go go for uh, underperforming players so flops is a bit harsh I think it's more just people that you expected more from, so, more, yeah, yeah, and and they didn't quite perform. So uh, we'll start. We'll do three defenders because it's more fun than the attackers, and it's quite hard to judge defenders really because they work as a unit more more often than not. Um, so this time I'm gonna let Kai take the lead. So give you're us forget, a. Go- you're forgetting about goalkeepers. Yeah, one goalkeeper. Starting, no, no, no. Goalkeeper. Kai's starting with the goalkeeper. We're gonna oh, have three defenders. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, give us a goalkeeper mate who's underperformed. I thought there were actually quite a good, you know, there was quite a few good goalkeepers at the tournament. But I, I, I the only one I can think of was uh, Manuel Neuer, um, purely because yeah. no clean sheets. No clean sheets, yeah. Um, and he actually conceded more goals than he made saves. So, <laughs> I mean, for Neuer standards, that's that's a big underperformance in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. And any any others do you think of? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be on there, Daily Marshall. Yeah, I had him as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> I had Neuer down as my number one, but uh, purely on that basis, but Marshall's got to be held accountable. <laughs> he's intense centre forward. Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> that was criminal. I, I had him as well. I mean, you can maybe make a case for um, Unai Simon as well. Like he made that pretty bad mistake. But he, uh, made, he made up. He made up for he it. He did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, Neuer's a good shout. Um, so we're gonna move on to the defenders. Could be right back, left back, centre back, Ed, whatever, whatever you fancy. What have you right. got? Who underperformed? I've got um, delete. Yeah, nice. Matthias delete. pretty much not not them out of the competition. So I thought in general, I, I actually missed the only game I missed was the, the Netherlands game where they got knocked out. But uh, I, I wasn't overly impressed with the performances prior to that. But I mean, that was enough to get him on my on my list. <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, like yeah, like England, they had a nice route to the final, right? And yeah, you would have yeah. thought, they were like, there. They were there. Did, yeah. yeah, it was them, them and England in the semi would have been a nice semi final, I think. And they just kind of, I mean. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I generally have no idea what he was doing, but that cost Denmark. Uh, that cost the Dutch, I think, a shot at, at a final because um, yeah. the team was good on paper again, and they just, yeah, you hate to see it, but I agree with you there. Um, my one, so I had Soyunsu for Turkey. Um, I mean, you could have put any of the back four and goalkeeper in the Turkey lineup yeah. in there. They shipped goals. The entire yeah. <laughs> they shipped goals for fun in that tournament. Um, they shipped they ship three against Italy, three against Wales, and I can't remember what, how many the Swiss put past them. Um, 
but yeah, they yeah, poor. Yes. So soon to, I mean, as the guy who's played for Leicester pretty much all through the season, he's been really good for them. You expect him to be the leader and, you know, like carry the defence. And they were a shambles. <laughs> they were an absolute shambles at the back. Um, so he's my, uh, yeah, he's my underperforming slash. He actually is a flop, not even an underperforming player. Um, Kai, back to you. Another defender, mate. I've actually got, there are quite a few Portuguese defenders to choose from, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion. And I, I want to go with Ruben Diaz to be the most controversial. Um, yeah. But but I'm actually going to go with uh, Guerrero, the left. Oh, player. yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. thought I thought it was literally appalling. Um, <laughs> he wasn't comfortable. He had no impact defensively or going forward. Yeah. Like a really, to be honest, yes, poor tournament. Did you see him against Kimmich in, that, in, the, uh, in, the, in the Germany-Portugal game? I've never seen a man get destroyed that many times in one game. I mean, it was the same with the, uh, the right-back for Portugal. I yeah. just like, forgot Gosens existed. He was just unmarked the whole game. Um, no, I have to agree. Uh, you could have picked literally anyone in the Portuguese back yeah. board. The yeah. chips, uh, they were just were not good enough. Uh, how's Pepe still getting a game? Like, that's what I want. Uh, he, was, he was actually better than Ruben Diaz. Like, yeah. Ruben yeah. Diaz was awful for, the, yeah. for, for how well he played in the Premier League. His positioning was poor. His aerial ability was just getting dominated. Yeah. I don't know if it's something to do with playing next to Pepe and I don't know what's going on behind <laughs> closed doors. But he looked like, like timid. <laughs> it was a strange thing there. Defensively, though, looked, yeah, you, could yeah. Have had, you could have had the lot. You could have had the set. Kai, do you think it would have made a difference as how Cancelo was fit? Yeah, I, I think that was a big reason for Diaz being poor, absence yeah. of Cancelo. He's so used to playing with him. And, um, yeah, and Cancelo is awesome. Him. So good. Yeah. Um, Replaced yeah. with the two fullbacks who were dreadful. <laughs> they were absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a pretty bad back line, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> and we'll go into uh, we'll go into you, Ed. Um, so in midfield four, again, it could be right mid, left mid, centre mid, cam, CDM, whatever you want. Um, yeah. I think the easiest one here was Bruno Fernandes. He yeah. was he was woeful. But <laughs> he looked leggy. He looked leggy. He looked tired. He looked he looked relatively uninterested. He really struggled to make any impact in any of the games. Um I don't know if it's a thing about playing with Ronaldo, he's not the <laughs> dog. I don't know. It must be difficult to play with Ronaldo. He's like bellowing at you if they're not passing. Like, really not I mean, I'm sure Jota got slapped a few times. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was almost borderline abuse. What was going on but, um, same with Bernardo Silva. He was getting dogs abuse. But I thought he I, I didn't look right. Fernandez, whatever he did, he was it was poor. So to me, he's the number one on this list. Maybe. He got he got benched for Matinho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was dreadful. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's fair enough. So I've got, uh, I'm gutted I can't pick two centre mids, which is really annoying because I've got two really good ones. But I'll pick the non controversial one, or well, not as controversial, I guess, because his stats are appalling. Um, but the one, other one I was going to say was Phil Foden. I thought, not that it was a flop, but it was more the fact that you go into the tournament and everyone's like, Phil Foden for City's been clapped. <laughs> yeah, with the haircut, always Gaza. He's going to be like Gaza, Gaza's <laughs> essence. What was it? Stockport messy. All this yeah. kind of nonsense coming out. And the lad gets benched <laughs> and doesn't really play. Like, he wasn't very good when he did come up. Yeah, he, didn't, no. he wasn't good at he all. Like, it, like, there's lots of things, right? It could be in a, the Southgate system doesn't suit him. A lot yeah. of things. But I personally just thought it kind of... I was underwhelmed watching Phil Bowden. I expected more. Uh, but the one I've actually gone for is Martin Darun for Holland. And you're going to love these stats, Ed, because these are, these are some talented stats that he came up with. <laughs> So he made an average of 12 unsuccessful passes per game, which is quality <laughs> for a central midfielder. He had a pass accuracy of 80%, which is shocking for an international footballer. Um, and yeah, he was just all around crap. <laughs> like he just <laughs> lost the ball so much and he just went missing so much for Holland in the middle. Uh, it had to be him. <laughs> I just, as much as I wanted to put an English guy in, that's why I wanted to pick because I wanted to just... A guy making 12 unsuccessful passes per game has to that's be cool. in the worst worst team. Sure. But that's Martin Darun makes our lineup. Um, Kai, back to you, mate. Your second midfielder. Um, I'm going to go with Chalanoglu. Uh, oh, yeah. Turkish yeah, yeah. midfielder. <laughs> Just considering how good he was with AC Milan and how he's like revamped his career and everything, he was 
extremely exposed this tournament. No pace, no real creativity. And I know that's partly down to his teammates as well, but he's meant to be like the heart and centre of that team. And he did not deliver at all. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I agree with that as well. I mean, as I said, you probably put the most Turkish team down as underperforming. And they got hyped so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, Ed, your last one, last midfielder. This is the last midfielder? Yeah. Ooh. Gosh. You've got a few, have you? I've got a few left. Well, um, I want to say Hazard, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit unfortunate. It's the injuries, but it's always the injuries with Hazard, and that's the problem with him. You know, it's, it's always the injuries. Um, Serge Gnabry, I thought, was was a big disappointment, personally. So I, yeah. I had him down as being the man... Germany's best, probably best player, most creative, speed, such yeah. a great season. And I thought he didn't he didn't score, did he? No assists. No, no I mean I've got he's also got woeful stats. I'll just read yeah. out because I had him for my forwards. Um, yeah. So he had a he averaged just one point four shots per ninety minutes, um, um, which is I mean worse than Mats Hummels managed um, for Germany. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's there's more mate. He, um, he averaged point four key passes per ninety minutes. Um, and one possession less than once in a game. So he literally did nothing for Germany um, in the whole tournament. Um, so he was going to be my forward choice. But yeah, I mean, take him, take him at left uh-huh. mid or right mid. Yeah, there's no argument. Any honourable mentions? Can anyone left on your list? Um, you? I've actually got Thiago, Spain. Um, oh, yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Know, I don't think he started. He might have started one or two games. But even when he, like, whenever he was on the pitch, I mean, he was, he was dreadful. I think he gave <laughs> the ball away. All the time he touched the ball. Um, yeah, he, for his standards, he, definitely yeah. number one. Yeah, he slowed the game down for Spain. You know, he was <laughs> going up, and Thiago came on, and you could see the game going even slower. It was like going yeah. into rewind. He's a painful footballer to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. personally, like, but he's yeah, so he's at Bayern. He was ridiculous. Right? He was one of the best midfielders in the world. Um, and I don't know what's happened at Liverpool, but he like can't he doesn't really play that well for Liverpool. Came, doesn't even start for Spain anymore um getting overshadowed by an 18 year old kid doing, doing, doing wonder i agree i didn't even think of tiago that's a great one yeah. um and anyone else left on your list or are we moving on to the forwards i had uh, i had aaron ramsey down yeah nice nice i had ramsey down is he should have had i think it was i think it was turkey he should have had a hat trick i think he yeah. got one yeah but he missed some sitters um i just thought yeah, I thought Wales were so disappointing that I had to get somebody in there. And Ramsey <laughs> and Bale, Bale kind of did a few little bits and bobs, but Bale in general was quite quite disappointing. But Ramsey yeah. at the heart of the field, he he missed quite a few sitters in a few games. And he was non-existent in the last 16s yeah. game. Like, absolutely, yeah, you can't tell if he was playing or not. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's all. My list is pretty much done. Mine was basically mostly around Foden and Darun because I thought it was just funny. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, we go into the forwards, and you got three forwards, but I'm sure we'll fire some names out just as uh, honourable mentions because there's been quite a quite a lot of abysmal performances. And yeah. I'll kick it off, and I'll go Burak Yilmaz just off the bat. Um, Turkey. I mean, you go at the guy who's like every, he's 35 years old. Yeah, mate, he's coming off a season where he scored every 28 minutes. 35 years old. He's got he had a better record than anyone in League One apart from Mbappe at Lille. I like can he score was... in League One. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that like, he come in, he came into the tournament. You think Yilmaz is on fire, and they love to remind you. You know, they love to remind you that he won the league with Lille um, every every five minutes. But he was he was not exist. I didn't think he scored. I had him in a fantasy team all three weeks didn't no, score. So, and um, yeah, Yilmaz for me has to be in there as one of the most yeah. disappointing strikers. Like uh, didn't do anything at all. Um, Kai, your pick. Uh, another obvious one, Mbappe. Yeah. Um, I mean, That's he had no. It, it felt like he was on it. It was on the team on his own. It, it felt like he didn't even have teammates. It's no link-up play at all. And even like the stats he's meant to be brilliant at, you know, dribbling and shooting. I don't even think he, he really was. Uh, not that good. He, he almost scored a worldie, but it was offside. Uh, the one where he like stood defender up, put it in the corner, and then VR. Uh, but yeah, yeah. apart from that, he did nothing. No, uh, yeah. 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 Um, which is a bit disappointing because I love watching him play. Um, yeah. But he was very, very... I mean, like the French team in general, like, they were just quite poor. Um, but yeah, I agree with that. Ed, to round out our starting 11 of the worst players. I've got options here, but I'm going <laughs> to go Morata. 
<laughs> is that is that are, he's not underperformed? That's just how he performed. <laughs> you, you can't do that as a footballer. You can't, you can't be that and not underperform. If you're, if you're a professional footballer and you're doing that and you're saying you're not underperforming, then there's something seriously wrong. Like, he did get the goal, but I mean, he couldn't miss. He couldn't miss, like, you know, when he finally got it. And oh, hey, come on, the extra time goal, banger. He, After he, missing about four sitters in normal time. <laughs> he looks to me like a guy. He, he, he doesn't have the ability to coordinate his legs as a human <laughs> should do. He looks like, you know, when you've got like a child and they're not really sure on how to use the <laughs> He's in the right place at the right time. And the wrong end result because yeah. it, you know, and the knee and it's gone backwards. And <laughs> I feel bad for him. I feel really bad. He, he obviously, so I, I felt really bad when he missed the penalty because I was like, I really hope it's not him who misses a decisive penalty. I know. I know. And as soon as he stepped up, you just knew what was happening. <laughs> um, the worst one, the worst miss. I mean, Morata had a lot of misses. You can make a montage out of them. But the worst one for me is the one from the penalty from Gerard Moreno that came yeah. back at him and yeah. he just hit it wide. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I mean, any honourable mentions? So for me, as I said earlier, it's Chiro Immobile. For a, for a team that pretty much like won the tournament, was pretty good in most of the games, he was like non-existent. Like, I don't think he scored a goal apart from the rebound goal he scored in the first game. Um, maybe he scored one more after that, I'm not sure. But he didn't really contribute that much to Italy. He got taken off after 50 minutes against England, and they looked a lot better with a small five foot five centre-forward playing in there than him. Um, Belotti offered more when he came off the bench than Immobile did. Um, so for me, he was very disappointing just because you, again, I don't watch Serie A, but you hear all the stats and how many goals he scored for Lazio, you know, and he's just, he just didn't do it at all at the Euros. Yeah. So he was, he was very disappointing for me. Um, anyone else on your list, boys, that you've got that you may want to chuck out? Uh, yeah, I got one more. I got Carrasco for Belgium. Um, yeah. he, he just had no impact on the team again. And he, he was coming off the back of like a great season with Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes into the tournament and I mean, completely underperforms again. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I had uh, Bernardo Silva. I thought he was pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronaldo clearly felt he was pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually play a huge amount of Silva when he came. He was, he was getting subbed a fair bit. Yeah, again, didn't really make much of an impact. I thought Bale probably could have made the list as well. Superstar and all this and how well he plays for Wales and uh, didn't think he played particularly well. It was a couple of passes he had that you, you, you know, a few flashes and you thought, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's Bale, but it, it didn't really make it. Yeah. Um, and I'll put group stage Harry Kane in as well. <laughs> Definitely. He managed to just about save himself. Uh, he was really good in the final. His hold up play was good when yeah. he did get it, but he, he couldn't really he couldn't really make materialise anything. Uh, and a couple of games before where he got a few goals, you see his confidence coming back. But I don't think I've ever seen a, a player in terms of movement. He looked so he looked he like lost. He looked like <laughs> lost. You know, he looked like a wee boy in Tesco's who can't find his mum. He, 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 <laughs> he I have I have to say with Kate, I don't know if it was a tactical thing or he just changed himself. But in the groups, he was playing like an actual number nine, where he's kind of up against the defenders. And then against in the knockouts where he started being more creative, he like did what he does for Spurs. He dropped in, let the guys run in behind, and like his passing was ridiculous. And he just wasn't utilizing it at all in the group stages. So I don't know if that's a Southgate masterclass or he just thought of it himself. It, and it was just just a case that even in the Germany game he was poor, and then the ball hits him in the face and goes in. <laughs> he hits the ball to be fair, and it goes in, and all of a sudden he's a different player, and yeah. that's what goals can do for yeah. the players, I suppose. And yeah. yeah, whatever it was, it did turn around. So. We'll let him off. Yeah. But. I, uh, I mean, I've got uh, just a couple more. So I thought you could have maybe made a case for a couple of the Croatian strikers. I thought they really didn't in the group stages. Um, Rebic was dr- dr- like awful. Like yeah. I've never seen a guy, like you said, Kane looked lost. He looked properly <laughs> lost. Uh, I, he's playing with like Perisic, you know, he was so crucial in the 2018 run up front. Um He's just awful. Like, um, Orsic came off the bench and did better than Rebic was doing. Um, I thought, he, yeah, he was one of the worst players in that Croatian. I mean, that, I think Croatia's issue was their forward three just didn't do anything. I thought their midfield three were fine. The defenders were okay. Um, I mean, Modric is Modric, right? He's going to kind of dominate most games. Um, but the front three were awful. And my last one is, I mean, 
underperformed of my bases was Shea Adams. I expected a bit more from him. And like you watched the, um, actually you probably, guys probably didn't because you're English, but you watched the call, like the games to get in, the, the playoffs and stuff. And there's such a noticeable difference when Shea Adams came on the pitch, like his touch and his movement and everything. You're like, oh, here we go. This guy, this guy's got it. He obviously doesn't have it. That's why he's played for Scotland. Yeah, he played for England otherwise. But he was just like, his finishing. I mean, the, he missed. But that's not underperforming. Jay Adams, he didn't score goals. The guy's not good. <laughs> <laughs> pure and simple. He's not, he's not an international level player. And underperformed for my take. I, I expected more from him. I expected more from him. Um, but yeah, Shea Adams for me. Uh, but I mean, that's a pretty bad lineup we've caught with boys. I'm not lying to you. That's yeah. a that's a pretty bad lineup. Um, I think uh, actually, let's go for it. Worst performing manager, if you can think of one, <laughs> just at the top of your head. Uh, the Portuguese guy's got to be up there for me. Mm. Any any yeah. any? Uh, it's tough. Put you on the spot here, but. Well, the Turkey manager, I don't know who he is, <laughs> his name is, but he's got to be on the list. He's not getting sacked after that performance. I don't know. Uh, um, I could argue the uh, French manager as well. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just yeah. poor. Yeah, completely agree. Um, well, yeah, that's like that sums up the lineups, to be honest. And I mean, it was a great tournament, I have to say. Like, I really enjoyed it. From, yeah. I became a neutral very quickly when Scotland lost. So um, it was it was fun just seeing, like, it was kind of fun seeing these like smaller teams take down the big teams. Um, you know, like uh, France getting knocked out, and like that was quite nice to see early on. It kind of opened the tournament up, I thought, because I felt like if France had got through, they kind of may have probably, they, you know, they would have just like gained momentum and gelled and just kind of dominated the tournament. Um, so it was kind of nice to see uh, that. But any any other quick last minute highlights for you guys in the tournament in general? Um, I mean, for me, it was it was Roberto Mancini, just like him in general. Like, did you see that? Like the coat over. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's one handsome man. Um, <laughs> Mancini definitely before the ball was kicked. You know, when they like look at the managers, and you're like, Southgate looks like an absolute dog. Like, <laughs> um, but <laughs> that was a, that was a highlight for me. Mancini still got it at whatever age. <laughs> um, Ed, any other highlights for you before we round up? Yeah, I thought it was a really good tournament. I enjoyed. The wee runs from from Denmark. I enjoyed the wee run from. I don't don't Britain. don't try and get on the hype now, mate. You, I, I really <laughs> like Denmark. I really like them. Um, I just thought it was a really good tournament, but I would say I don't know if it was the highest quality tournament in terms yeah. of teams. There wasn't. Or I thought all of the big boys didn't really. Even Italy, England, you know, obviously France and things. I, ne- I never thought there was a you know it was a. a was never that big game of two kind of clash of the titans uh-huh. as, as if it were you know that sometimes you get in the world cups and things but i thought it was a really good tournament um yeah in general a uh, lot of good games i just gonna say before we go kai i just got a question for you just as an english fan do you think this is an opportunity lost just kind of what ed, just because kind of what ed said because you've got a lot of big nations kind of in transition you know the germans the spanish like all these guys are kind of rebuilding teams england have kind of had a more established team all the games at home pretty much quite a nice route into the final do you think this was like this was the chance to finally get a trophy and after 55 years like yeah obviously like yeah. this was the moment and we obviously came so close yeah i do think we will be able to have a chance at the world cup next year and maybe even like the euros after that as well mm. i think we will be in it but i feel like if we were out of all three of those tournaments, like the next three tournaments, yeah. if we were more likely to win one of them, it would have been this one. Yeah, so, just the way how everything panned out with the other yeah. team, kind of fans so falling, yeah. and was this the, this was the moment kind of thing. And obviously with the World Cup, I mean Argentina are looking decent. Obviously they won the Copa, Brazil are quite a young team coming up, and you've got, I mean the Spanish, I'm assuming Germans under yeah. Hansi yeah. Hansi Flick now, who's a quality manager. Um, Joachim Lau has clearly lost it. Whatever he had in 2014, he's lost it. Um, <laughs> been sniffing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sure a lot of them will come back. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough to see for England. But you've got to say that there's talents there. They need to just find a midfielder. They need to find the uh, just need to find another guy to sit in there and just solidify the midfield. And you know, you never know. Yeah, my. Uh, might get another nice easy route like the last two tournaments. Um, You've got, <laughs> just, look at the teams that lost it. <laughs> I love it every time. It's, it's just not that easy to win 
win knockout games. Nah, it's not hard at all, mate. Yeah, it's not easy at all beating Ukraine. The problem with knockout games is you've actually got to get into the knockouts to get yeah. easy games as opposed to getting <laughs> at home all the time. We were just happy to turn up, mate, honestly. It was, it, that was the step. But we won't be there again, so... You, you barely did that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to end it. we got to an hour. So, lads, thank you very much, Ed. Obviously, as always, uh, Kai... I'm sure we'll have you on again, mate. It was really good fun. Yeah, no, it's really good. Premier League turning up soon. Obviously, Ed, we'll talk some League Two for is it League Two Portsmouth? League One. League now. One. League One. Sorry, sorry, my bad. League One Portsmouth. We'll we'll get a League One pod on. I'm sure we got a lot of listeners for that. Um, um, but yeah, thank everyone for listening, and um, that is the end of the Footy Podcast.